0: This is your Drive Time News Blast, 30 minutes jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice every weekday. This is Monica Perez.
1: And I'm Brad Binkley.
0: Top story as far as we're concerned, coronavirus in Georgia? Binkley, tell us about it.
1: There are 200 people who had traveled from China back to Georgia who are now in quarantine for the next two weeks And in my opinion, if any one of those people ends up testing positive for the coronavirus, people are going to start getting really nervous around here. And across the country when this emerges in other states as well, because this news for Georgia specifically follows up the news that we reported earlier this week that the Department of Defense has prepared 11 quarantine centers around the country at various military bases, including the Dobbins Air Force Base in Marietta, Georgia. So couple that with now we have 200 people we're finding out are under quarantine in Georgia. Whether it's legitimate, whether this is a real thing or not, whatever it is that you believe, it doesn't even matter what the truth of it is. Because of the way it's being reported and what's going on, people are going to start getting really nervous if there is reports of someone testing positive.
0: I agree with you there. It does not matter what the truth is at all. People talk about, oh, maybe it's a bioweapon. I actually think someday that will be the case. I don't think that's what this is. Dean tweeted at me that – an excellent point, which I think we've both kind of seen coming, but it's good to reiterate it. There are so many stories coming out of, like, mistakes being made or get people slipping through the cracks that there's probably going to be a resurgence, like a a surge, you know, a a 2.0 where it really starts catching fire. And he had tweeted that to me yesterday, and it made sense. And then today I saw in the newspaper – that Johns Hopkins, of all people, but the systems and engineering department, not the health the health program that was actually in on the coronavirus event 201 that was launched by the World Economic Forum a month before the actual coronavirus. As they a were one of the simulation. main hosts of it. Johns Hopkins, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It was Bill and Melinda Gates, Johns Hopkins, and World Economic Forum did this event 201 where in October they did a lot, what they called a live simulation of a coronavirus pandemic around the world. It actually, we started getting news that a real one was happening just one month later. So I wasn't surprised to see Johns Hopkins kind of the way new knowledge seems to pop up. Every time you talk about Russian bots, new knowledge, actually being fake Russian bots themselves. That's a story for another day, but Johns Hopkins talks about they're providing the research on the spread, the vectors, what to expect, what the testing means. And the headline of the Wall Street Journal was disease forecasts flawed because really it's all a function of the capacity to test and the accuracy of the tests. And that because they don't have enough tests, they cannot really tell what the magnitude of the problem is, how it's spreading, stuff like that. So we're getting and and also they talk about how the pattern is different from previous outbreaks. so you can't expect the same thing. we We are in for a we may be in for a surprise is really the message we're getting. So I think we might get a surprise in the form of like an October surprise or before then because the Fed also came out and said, that if the coronavirus gets really bad, they'll start stimulating by lowering rates. They're already putting a lot of high-powered money directly into the market through this repo market bailout. Suffice it to say, the government is stimulating the money supply from the back door. China's doing it also, and I have long thought that they would have to inc- continue to provide stimulus to the economy, monetary stimulus, to get Trump reelected in 2020 because I mean they are running out of dry powder to keep this extended expansion going, and I still think Trump is the establishment choice. So the coronavirus provides an excellent excuse to continue stimulating the economy without blaming it on the politicians.
1: Yeah, and to your point about the kind of mix-ups we talked about, we talked yesterday about – All the four ships and three of them, two of them quarantined, one of them at sea, no one would let them come into a port. And then the one in New Jersey, despite four people testing positive, everybody being released, which I believe is probably because that boat didn't come from China. But still, four people on there, and they released everybody. It makes you question why. The CDC released someone who had tested positive. This is in California, who had tested positive for the virus, allegedly. And they released them by accident because – of a mix-up of the labeling on the test results. And they sent the person, the person was on their way back to the Air Force base where they were quarantined, and the base got a call and they stopped them apparently before that person interacted with anybody else. I don't know how true any of that is. Yeah, would they
0: have to restart the quarantine then?
1: I don't know. That is that is a very good question. Is And
0: I, actually, if anyone comes up with any of the symptoms before the 14 days are up,
1: Everybody Presumably. else has got to be quarantined more, right? Right. That's why I'm wondering if these. W- at what point do these quarantines become Never hostage situations? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Right, and right, right.
1: That's what we were talking about yesterday. People are going to start violence might arise when people want to get out. They get restless. Yeah, and even scared. those
0: weird like pop up hospitals in China. Yeah, they they some of that stuff looks like like your old good humor ice cream truck, like with the kind of yeah. funky. Uh, clasp that opens and closes these hermetically sealed doors. They have like airlocks where they put stuff in. And robot the other doctors. Person, I didn't see the robot doctors. It, yeah, robot doctors but taking it, it, medicine it, it to them. Looks as as much like a prison ward hospital as as a regular hospital.
1: Yeah, and the sh- speaking of kind of prison, those ships that are quarantined, the one outside of Japan. 39 new cases er emerged last night, so there's 174 cases on the Diamond Princess cruise ship outside of Japan, and I believe they keep saying the number of people who've tested positive versus the number of people who are on the ship, which they're saying is like 2,700 now, but they're not saying how many people have been tested, and I believe the number tested, and I can't verify this 100%, but I believe only like 400 or so has been tested thus far. And if that's the case, then 173, that's almost 50%. So that's around 40% if this is true. And that ship, and I heard somebody say this on Steve Bannon's podcast, because Steve Bannon's been having these emergency coronavirus podcasts where he does—he gets real sensational like he does. But one guy made a point who uh, studies viruses, and it's a very valid point. He says those cruise ships, that cruise ship in particular, is a floating science lab. It's where we can watch the virus spread and see how it spreads among people in tight quarters.
0: I was wondering why the cruise ships were so important because, again, in the, my reading of today's Wall Street Journal, which I always consider to be the kind of portal of propaganda, especially to the right, right side by side by with the headline disease forecast flawed, it was it was an article about the cruise ships. I mean, and I thought that why are the cruise ships making all— the headlines.
1: It's a, it's a lab to study the disease, I guess. But, I mean, that is – there's a live simulation right there. Not just the disease. The way people react. I mean, it's
0: like, yeah, Lord of the Flies kind of – Yeah. I've got to get out. Like you said yesterday. Yeah. Those people calling Blue Jet or whatever, like, I've got to get out. I've got to get I'm way too important for this. I'm American.
1: Yeah. And the ship that was <laughs> floating around in the sea, that it has been rejected by five different countries – their ports of entry there was one finally that is going to allow them they say they're going to allow them to in uh, Cambodia it will dock at the Cambodian seaport on Thursday this is the holiday cruise line do what do are what? they
0: doing with the waste just dumping it in the ocean i don't
1: know what they're doing i know that they're almost out of food and water and supplies so it was almost going to reach the point of international law would require the nearest port to take them because they were they would we're die if somebody did. yeah and they have no one has shown any signs of infection apparently or the, of the of the virus, but you know they're gonna show up to that port and someone's gonna have it. I I, I don't want but that. But I mean to happen. you don't have to let them out to to dock the ship. People are scared. They think it's airborne. They don't want to be anywhere near it.
0: But airborne, like you have to breathe the air. Like the way a vector works or whatever you want to call it, like it just it's exponential. As you move away from the person, the concentration of the particulates is exponentially yeah. dispersed.
1: Well these ships, yeah. Wow well, the logic of that Just is, is, is like, not what's going to affect very it's, close. The fear is what is going to uh, drive people's actions. And that ship especially, the one that nobody would let into their port despite people not showing signs of the virus, that might be the way that people begin reacting over here in other countries when people show signs of the disease is people are going to start – blockading themselves away from other people, away from other groups that they might—I mean, this is a way to really divide and conquer the nation. In fact, this is a way of China—this is kind of an out-there thought, but if China really wanted to separate American Chinese from Americans, then a coronavirus like this and the theory or the belief that— it only affects – it affects people who are Chinese more than it does others. I don't know if that's true, but I know that that's a belief that's out there. Really? Yeah, that's a way – if you can make the people who live here feel like their country is turned against them, that might make American Chinese turn back to the Chinese.
0: And that could represent a kind of fifth, fifth column, like a foreign – Interest inserted into American society, or if you were actually going to go down the road to war, that's what what you take. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Like taking those people and putting them in those FEMA camps that they're building right now, just like we put the Japanese in. Yeah. Little shout out to Jeff Adachi, who I believe died under suspicious circumstances, a really fantastic guy on the other ideological end of the spectrum from me. All four of his parents, he was the San Francisco public defender he uh all four of his grandparents had been in japanese concentration camps in california
1: really Mm -hmm. yeah and
0: so he was really an interesting character but um the it's it it, people always talk about concentration camps like it's strictly a german thing but it was absolutely here and the Mm -hmm. only difference is that we won (laughs) and let them out i mean Obviously, there are other differences, but it was racial, and it was concentrated, and it was about, uh, I don't know, about ethnic cleansing. I guess in that case, although they were Americans, they were considered to be uh, possibly loyal to an adversary, whereas Jews in Germany were, I mean, there I don't even think there was, Israel didn't even exist, so like it could have been like that, but anyway, there are parallels, and we should be cautious
1: yeah you put a disease out there people will start going into their corners especially if they're made to believe that certain groups of people are more likely to infect them than others so interesting Interesting. developments in this
0: so yeah just to also kind of yeah i do think with all of this coronavirus stuff i i totally get what event 201 wanted what their call to action was but i can't help but see that there's this need for financial stimulus for monetary stimulus in 2020 that cannot be justified by the official narrative and that i am increasingly thinking that coronavirus will serves a lot of purposes but that one above all right now and and it's going to get trump elected because he's going to get the stimulus that he always wants so uh but that doesn't mean that he will remain in office. He's he's already been the first Republican ever to be impeached. I suspect you might be right that he might be the only first president to be impeached twice. Is that still on the table, you think?
1: Well, impeach him again is trending right now. It's one of the No top way.
0: You were so ahead of that.
1: Yeah, impeach him again. How
0: did you figure that out? Like, somebody said something like that, right? Somebody foreshadowed that a little bit. Somebody Was foreshadowed it.
1: A- Months back. No, it wasn't. shit yeah, no, I remember it was some obscure congressperson. Got it. OK. On MSNBC or something kind of dropped that. And then. Well,
0: I kind of think we should impeach him because of his record breaking peacetime deficits. It's not it's not record breaking yet. Obama was record breaking. But yeah,
1: yeah, I don't expect to see that on the next article of impeachment.
0: Yeah, right. Who, who's going to get behind that? It'll
1: be abuse of power. He fired the honorable Lieutenant Colonel Vinman. Viciously fired him, and then shortly
0: he, after he quit.
1: Right. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then I he, think because when I reported it, he was quitting. He was quitting, but yeah. you know he, they fire him, and now it's a horrible scandal. And then another horrible scandal. Trump tweets about how bad the recommendation for the the sentencing for Roger Stone is. And, and then the, the prosecutors yes. quit cause it's so corrupt. What a joke. It's just, all- I know I was
0: going to actually investigate. I wrote down all the names of those people because I wanted to start writing it. I wanted to say Ar- Aaron Zelinsky, weirdly spelled differently. Yeah. Uh, Adam Jed, I think Michael Mirando, and then Jonathan Kravis actually resigned. I wanted to look into those people, everybody involved, really Timothy Shea, Amy Berman Jackson, who's a famous judge, Randy Cradico, like all of these names that were in the Wall Street Journal article today. Like, I just want to see how deep state it all goes, because the Roger Stone thing seemed completely contrived from the beginning. And I don't even think there's anything wrong with Finding out what WikiLeaks has got, they said that he one of the big things he did was lie to Congress. Eric Holder lied to Congress, was found in contempt of Congress. He lied to the Senate. There were no repercussions. And Rod Blagojevich, of all people, he's just one of those people who, like, the punishment does not fit the crime. I think he's in jail for 12 years for doing what every single politician does every single day, if I'm not mistaken.
1: The punishment does not fit the crime, and I wanted to look into those lawyers as well. My yeah. assumption is that they have a history of being anti-Trump and that – here's what might here's what
0: – uh, See, I think they probably have a history of being CIA.
1: Like they're obviously sta- well, going to yeah, be I all mean, government publicly team, if but you follow, it's going to more. What I'm saying is if yes, you follow yes, their yes. public actions, it's going right. to appear to be anti-Trump.
0: Right, and, right, 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 to feed that narrative.
1: Yeah, and – what it's going to look like is it's going to look like a bunch of people who they were out to get Trump, kind of like Peter Sh- uh, the Shift and what's her name, Lisa Page, Adam Schiff, yeah, Shifty Schiff. No, not Adam Schiff. Uh, uh, the oh. Struck, Peter Struck, excuse me, right, from, right, and and Lisa Page from the FBI, and that the Senate's recommending seven to nine years or whatever it is is way too much. It's harsh. It's ridiculous. Even CNN's Jake Tapper, even he admitted that when he was doing the his show yesterday. But it doesn't matter. So if you do something absolutely ridiculous that is an offense that is fireable or that in any other context would – you need to step down after making such a ridiculous thing or doing such a ridiculous thing. You can do that when you know that the media is going to spin any ridiculous thing that you do into making you a victim. I can be crazy, and the media is going to act like what I did was right and just, and when the reaction to my crazy thing is, well, I can't believe you did that, then you can then step down and act like you're intimidated. It's all a big show. I think I lost you there. If I know that I can do something crazy— Who are you talking about? I'm talking about these prosecutors. Recommending oh, seven it. to okay. nine years right. is ridiculous.
0: Yes, got it, got
1: it, got it. And mm-hmm. I know I can do that. In another context, right. that might right. even get me fired in another context, making such right. a ridiculous, frivolous uh But see, attempt. you're
0: playing into the narrative of— I mean, a little bit of the whole Obama holdover as the, the I'm not saying state. Obama
1: holdover. I'm saying a strategy of reacting to the reaction, which is in the what's his name? Oh, God. The community organizer just fell out of my Obama? head. No, not Obama. The, one that, the <laughs> one that Hillary loved and wrote letters to and stuff it was Solinsky. The reaction to the reaction thing is when I know that I'm going to be – I am free to do – Trump is free to do whatever too because he's got his support on – and he's got media that backs him in certain ways. You can do or say anything crazy that in a normal circumstances might get you fired or get you in trouble, but knowing yeah. that is going to cause a reaction by the other side or the – I mean that's definitely the side. world
0: we're, we're living in where – things that no one would ever previously do for fear of political fallout or press coverage uncertainty is just a thing of the past. There yeah. I think there is no uncertainty in press coverage anymore.
1: It's all political gaming certain. and like spinning and it's just yeah. it's so stupid and dr- over dramatic and I've had it with it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree and I and there was one article I did not get a chance to read, but I really want to in the Atlantic called the death of democracy and how all these worldwide protests are all feeding into or signs of the death of democracy. And of course I think death of democracy is the agenda item the, and the tactics are all these you know, AstroTurf protests. So I see, I think we're in the middle of a paradigm shift where there is no, no, um, there's no media, there's nothing genuine in the media at all. And, <laughs> and actually, if I could take a teeny tangent and then get back back on track, I looked into a little bit more of the Jordan Peterson thing and I, I guess I, I never really looked into him before. I just used my powers of discernment to ac- admire his ability to think. But he has a little bit of a funny backstory and front story and the and the so he was a, a a prodigy and a Democrat activist in his teens. He was also a his advisor in his dissertation as well as his one of his areas of expertise when he taught at Harvard was psychopharmacology and drug addiction yeah and he claims to have an autoimmune disease that keeps him from being able to consume basically anything except for meat and water.
1: Yeah, he talked about all that a little bit of his talk. Yeah,
0: I know. It's all in the record. This isn't speculation. So it's very hard for me to believe that he was caught by surprise by some stupid doctor who recommended that he engage in dangerous psychopharmacology for himself You know, like I just don't believe the story and I don't not I don't I I was thinking for a while he was like dead, but now I don't know what it is about, but I just want to like officially say I now completely smell a rat with this guy and he doesn't help by going to like the trilateral commission meetings and all that kind of stuff. Oh, does he go to those? He's been at quite a few of that kind of thing. Yeah. Now, I, why? Of course, his argument would be: I'm going to go if they invite me. Obviously, I want to. I can influence them or learn from them. And, he did. You know, you have to have the courage yeah. to do that. Like his story can hold together. I'm just saying, I it, it went too far. This this one went too far.
1: They did a lot of kind of trying to paint him as a right wing Nazi, which he's not right wing at all. Yes, he, the he,
0: art of ambiguity. Yes, right. he's not. It, they he's tried not. to
1: paint him as this white nationalist Nazi, and one of the right. things they would point to is, well, he goes and speaks to these people who are basically incels, which I don't yeah. know if they're incels outwardly. Yeah. I think that might have been how this slate, I believe, yeah, it was. Yeah, it's perfect. Then
0: he him. gets to talk to anybody and not be associated with them. Well, so like, that's a great story to cover for him going to the Trilats.
1: Well, what he said was, the reason I talk to these groups is because if they're heading down a, a wrong path— I think that I might be able to get through to them and influence them. So,
0: yeah, he could say the exact same thing yeah. about the trialax. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So, I'm just saying his story does hold together in a way, but if there were, if I needed a tipping point to say it's not true, it's that he was caught by surprise by a dramatic and uncontrollable psychopharmacological iatrogenic disease like doctor promoted disease like he just he would be the last person on earth who with his health profile and his education get caught by surprise by that and he's the only person I ever did hear get caught by surprise quite like that so I'm just just, learn a
1: little bit more about that disease and well I don't know enough about what he has and what happened to have a POV on that but that's interesting I didn't know that he was a trilateral commission guy, but again, yeah.
0: I'm not saying he was in it. I'm just I'm saying, saying he that some of the he's got – he rubs elbows with those guys fair amount.
1: I would go to and one of those meetings if somehow of course I were it. I
0: know, I know, I <laughs> know. You've said that exact thing before, and I get it completely. Like, you defended Trump that way, and I completely understand it. So when weird things like that come up, I wait, I wait, I wait until something just puts me over the tipping point, and I'm like, you know what? I now – the benefit of the doubt I, – I have to be convinced the, the other way. So, like, I'll – you know, you can't convince me he's an inside job until 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 right. now. Yeah, he's yeah. gone too far. He's right. in Russia, recovering from
1: yeah that, that, an is, that unprecedented some red there. <laughs>
0: psychopharmacological problem. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's just I I'm just saying I'm on the other side of it now. I don't know for sure. Yeah,
1: but. I mean I think a good a person who has controlled opposition, someone who's very good at it, is going to be indistinguishable from someone who's legitimate. That's the goal,
0: well, but I think we can using discernment distinguish it's just that he's very good at presenting it, like some of them are better actors, and some of them are less good actors. and as we've talked about propaganda at every level, he's obviously hyper intellectual propagandist. I mean, if he's a propagandist, it would be of it would be targeting the hyper intellectual person who doesn't understand that logic and you know logic can. Be, this is what I learned in law school and it was, it's so hard for me. And this is why I, I've mentioned before that like justices, judges have, are, it's a calling. It's like the clergy or medicine or whatever. It's not just black and white, my kind of math logic. So when you've got a guy like him who always goes to the logical argument, short circuits that girl, whatever that, that anchor woman is not, I think that anchor woman was wrong and a jerk but him short-circuiting her logically doesn't actually mean that she was wrong. And yeah. when when you do that, when you worship, it's kind of like I think the French Enlightenment was like that. They worshiped rationality. And when it comes to like law and human society, I hate to admit it, but it's not always like an Excel spreadsheet. And that's why that that's the kind of trap he might be setting for that specific niche you know like i don't see it because he doesn't jump up and down and wave around an ak47 or start using racial epithets you know what i'm saying which would be at a lower level of the propaganda targeting so that's all i'm saying is that that you know i'm now kind of leaning towards that's what he's that's his role and
1: they do have people to fill those roles to target the intellectuals they have target they have people to target everyone yes anybody doesn't matter they're gonna have
0: ai to do it soon yeah like niall ferguson is one of those guys in my opinion
1: just to clarify i wouldn't go to a trilateral commission thing because i want to be a part of it i would go because i I want to listen and hear what they're saying i want to be
0: right or even to information in his case maybe to influence them
1: perhaps yeah or to
0: call their bs so they have to answer the question
1: i'd like to see
0: the speech to be honest
1: so uh, to go back to the impeach Trump again thing that was trending, I believe it originated today from Kellyanne Conway's husband, George Conway. So that weirdness <laughs> that nobody really talks about. That is so weird. Such a conflict of interest. Such a such a, an example of how this is a dramatic showcase because, you know, these two aren't go- going home and just fighting about politics every night. They're probably going home <laughs> and saying, good show today. You did a good job at the show today. Like, like
0: James Carville and uh... – and his wife Matt Maitland.
1: Oh, is it, are they on opposite super, ends also?
0: Oh, way, way. I mean, I it's like that. a joke. Yeah, I mean, that's what makes you think it's a joke.
1: That's absurd. So he's like I trying heard. to get his wife, make his wife lose her job, openly impeach them, get all of them out of there. Yeah, it's just, it's just ridiculous. And
0: she's the last man standing. That Kellyanne Conway of all the handlers that were in there she's in the tough. beginning. She's, she's the tough. Last that line. Conway. Interesting. She fights. She's the Mercer handler. I mean, that's what makes you think.
1: So New Hampshire was last night.
0: Yes. Yes, sir.
1: Pete Buttigieg. Bernie Sanders won, and Pete Buttigieg came in just behind him. At second yes, place. Yes, I got it. Yeah, And I thought it was but interesting.
0: War- but Elizabeth Warren, actually, and Joe Biden brought up the rear.
1: I thought that Amy Klobuchar was third. Yes, yeah, she was. Yeah, she was third. Now, yeah. now, everybody's, can you imagine Amy Klobuchar as president? That would be really It's such a—
0: I can barely imagine her. I've only ever seen her a couple of times. She seems
1: like a like a like a homeroom teacher in high school is kind of. See, she
0: has the name and I think the kind of vibe of a hockey player.
1: Hockey player vibe. I think she has the vibe of a mom who after her kids went off to college started doing amateur stand-up comedy, is what I think. Nice. She has she does one liners. Somebody's writing oh, her one liners for all, she, all of her okay. speeches. No, I don't
0: know why I feel under underexposed her
1: they haven't really focused on her that much but now here she comes she's a yep. force but so bernie
0: above the fold it said that bernie recently had a heart attack on the wall street journal so like that, ah, that no big is deal gonna, that's yeah. gonna float back up he's still he's young. so damn old yeah so he'll wipe all these people out and then when it comes to him and bloomberg like he'll have a heart attack or something <laughs> you know and then bloomberg will take it away
1: Bloomberg, who's about Bernie's age, will take it away.
0: I know, but he's not getting. Per- I, I'm not presented He's Biden, not quite
1: as old. Biden but. is 100 percent out of it yet. I, I, I think that I think we're too early. Oh, really? To make a call, I, I think we are a, almost a year away still, and we're gonna have. I think he's just like I'm and, not doing this anymore. Maybe not. Maybe Biden is. Maybe Biden him himself personally. is citing that. But yeah, I, I. I just don't think that this. I mean, Bernie won New Hampshire last time around. He won it bigger than this. And I I don't think that people – every time there's a primary, the news makes it out like it's the biggest thing in the world because that story has to be big. Every story has to be big and dramatic and mean everything to the world. So I don't think we can take the level that the media is reporting this at and say that it means as much as they say that it does. But it is interesting that Bernie and Budovich are in the lead right now. Pete Budovich in 2000, he won – An award, an essay contest, the John F. Kennedy Profile and Courage Essay Contest, writing a piece where he was praising his favorite politician at the time, Bernie Sanders, for his willingness to take unpopular stances. In the profile of Courage, Budavich said that.
0: Like a woman fantasizes about being raped by three guys. He said that he loved that essay that Bernie wrote about.
1: (laughs) Gangbangs.
0: Oh, are you kidding? No, Did I just steal your – scoop you? No, no. Okay. He, he I wrote, mean, I'm sure he didn't write that, but maybe it maybe was Maybe that joke. was
1: influenced him in some way. <laughs> he said that Sanders' courage is evident in the first word he uses to describe himself, socialist. In a country where communism is still the dirtiest ideological dirty word, in a climate where even liberalism is considered radical, and socialism is immediately and perhaps willfully confused with communism, a politician dares to call himself a socialist – He does indeed. Here is someone who has looked into his own soul and expressed an ideology, the endorsement of which in today's political atmosphere is analogous to a self-inflicted gunshot wound.
0: I – that makes me think of something that I've been thinking about for a while that's – that Trump's budget kind of made me think about. He's got this record-breaking budget. And the and the only way it, they're saying like over time it will go down as a percentage of GB, GDP, but that's only if we have continuing expansion of GDP, which is not going to happen in this time frame. So he's expanding, expanding, expanding the deficits and all that kind of stuff. The idea behind the so part of the bad press he's getting for his budget is that it increases defense, it increases a bunch of stuff, and it pulls back on safety net spending. They call it so the welfare state. What really bothers me is that in this country – it's been a while since I've done the numbers, but I believe that our all of our governments together, we, they spend uh, like 40 percent of the productivity of the country. And the like UK, last time I looked, had like a 37 percent tax rate. I, you know, th- how much they spend and how much they tax, whatever. It's somewhere between a third and a half everywhere in countries that say they're socialist and here. But in the countries, every other country admits they're socialist and demands they get that money. You know, they get those safety nets. We don't even do that. So in people like me who rail against the welfare state hard, and I do, and the warfare state, we end up all spending the same amount of taxes having just as big a government. But half of us don't fight for getting it back. Now, I'm all for that because if you, if you start fighting for getting it back, you get over the tipping point where more than half of all the jobs and money come from the government and then you can never go back. So I'm all for fighting our hardest to kick the can, all that. But there is a little bit of a paradox there because they're taking so much. I mean, we are a socialist country. I mean, we just are. We're like that line between socialism and fascism or how it morphs from socialism to fascism. The government absorbs it all and starts distributing it to the oligarchs and cuts us out completely. I want to talk about that in the context of big tech tomorrow. All right. But I just feel like this is not a – it's just – there's something very wrong with how much they're spending and – uh, and where the where the conversation is about socialism and capitalism, they throw those words around, but they're all they are all socialists now.
1: Brzezinski, in a book of his from 2012, I think it's, it's called Strategic Something. I, I can't remember the title, but he does talk about that being the debt and the constant spending being one of the things that could collapse the American Empire. And back to the Budavich Bernie thing, it is interesting that. Budavich right now is arguing that Bernie is just way too radical. and He's the one down the middle, you know, yet his favorite politician was Bernie Sanders because of his socialist position and socialist stance. Also worth mentioning that Budavich was an intel analysis analyst in the military. And oh, he, He's a
0: creative person yeah, for
1: sure. He's yeah, got a deep, 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 deep state. I, I'm not sure he's a... human, to be honest with you. He yeah, reminds no. me of a... A robot, but there's also, I can't put my finger on it. There's some cartoon character that he reminds me of that I'm really trying to figure out which one it is. If anybody else notices that and can <laughs> put their finger on it, please I'll let me know. i on that. He's also a concert pianist.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: Very interesting. Where does he find the time? Where does he find the time? That's what I ask myself as well. I'd love to be a concert pianist. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at 4 p.m. on thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. We'll talk to y'all tomorrow.